Good morning. The service of morning prayer begins on page three. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Continuing on page seven. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 is on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The psalm appointed for this morning is Psalm 79, which begins on page 439. O God, the heathen are come into thine inheritance. Thy holy temple have they defiled and made Jerusalem an heap of stone. The dead, <clears throat> the dead bodies of thy servants have they given to be meat unto the fowls of the air and the flesh of thine saints unto the beasts of the land. Their blood have they shed like water on every side of Jerusalem and there was no man to bury them. We are become an open shame to our enemies, a very scorn and derision among them that are round about us. Lord, how long wilt thou be angry? Shall thy jealousy burn like fire forever? Pour out thine indignation upon the heathen, that they have not known thee, and upon the kingdoms that have not called upon thy name. For they have devoured Jacob and laid waste his dwelling place. O remember not our old sins, but have mercy upon us, and that soon, for we are come to great misery. Help us, O God of our salvation, for the glory of thy name. O deliver us, and be merciful unto our sin, for thy name's sake. Wherefore do the heathen say, Where is now their God? Let the vengeance of thy servant's blood that is shed be openly showed upon the heathen in our sight. O let the sorrowful sighing of the prisoners come before thee. According to the greatness of thy power, preserve thou those that are appointed to die. 
And as for the blasphemy, wherewith our neighbors have blasphemed thee, reward thou them, O Lord, sevenfold into their bosom. So we that are thy people and the sheep of, the, of thy pasture shall give thee thanks forever, and will always be showing forth thy praise from generation to generation. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 26th chapter of the book of Leviticus. You shall not make idols for yourselves, neither a carved image nor a sacred pillar shall you rear up for yourselves, nor shall you set up an engraved stone in your land to bow down to it, for I am the Lord your God. You shall keep my Sabbaths and reverence my sanctuary. I am the Lord. If you walk in my statutes and keep my commandments and perform them, then I will give you rain in its season. The land shall yield its produce, and the trees of the field shall yield their fruit. Your threshing shall last till the time of vintage, and the vintage shall last till the time of sowing. You shall eat your bread to the full and dwell in your land safely. I will give peace in the land, and you shall lie down, and none will make you afraid. I will rid the land of evil beasts, and the sword will not go through your land. You will chase your enemies, and they shall fall by the sword before you. Five of you shall chase a hundred, and a hundred of you shall put ten thousand to flight. Your enemies shall fall by the sword before you. For I will look on you favorably and make you fruitful, multiply you, and confirm my covenant with you. You shall eat the old harvest, and clear out the old because of the new. I will set my tabernacle among you, and my soul shall not abhor you. I will walk among you and be your God, and you shall be my people. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, that you should not be their slaves. I have broken the bands of your yoke, and made you walk upright. And after all this, if you do not obey me, but walk contrary to me, then I also will walk contrary to you in fury, and I, even I, will chastise you seven times for your sins. You shall eat the flesh of your sons, and you shall eat the flesh of your daughters. I will destroy your high places, cut down your incense altars, and cast your carcasses on the lifeless forms of your idols, and my soul shall abhor you. I will lay your cities waste and bring your sanctuaries to desolation, and I will not smell the fragrance of your sweet aromas. I will bring the land to desolation, and your enemies who dwell in it shall be astonished at it. I will scatter you among the nations and draw out a sword after you. Your land shall be desolate and your cities waste. Then the land shall enjoy its Sabbaths, as long as it lies desolate and you are in your enemy's land. Then the land shall rest and enjoy its Sabbaths. As long as it lies desolate, it shall rest. For the time it did not rest on your Sabbaths when you dwelt in it. And as for those of you who are left, I will send uh, faintness into their hearts in the lands of their enemies. The sound of a shaken leaf shall cause them to flee. They shall flee as though fleeing from a sword, and they shall fall when no one pursues. They shall stumble over one another as it were before a sword when no one pursues, and you shall have no power to stand before your enemies. You shall perish among the nations, and the land of your enemies shall eat you up. And those of you who are left shall waste away in their iniquity in your enemies' lands. Also in their fathers' iniquities, which are with them, they shall waste away. But if they confess their iniquity and the iniquity of their fathers, with their unfaithfulness in which they were unfaithful to me, and that they also have walked contrary to me, and that I also have walked contrary to them and have brought them into the land of their enemies, 
if their uncircumcised hearts are humbled and they accept their guilt, then I will remember my covenant with Jacob and my covenant with Isaac and my covenant with Abraham. I will remember. I will remember the land. Here ends the first lesson. Together the Benedict two sets on page 11. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the fourth chapter of the Epistle of St. Paul to the Philippians. Therefore, my beloved and longed-for brethren, my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord, beloved. I implore Euodia and I implore Syntyche to be the same mind in the Lord. And I urge you also, true companion, help these women who labored with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and the rest of my fellow workers who, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly, that now at last your care for me has flourished again, though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how, you, I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I have learned both to be full and to be hungry both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Nevertheless, you have done well that you shared in my distress. Now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving but you only. For even in Thessalonica, you sent aid once and again for my necessities. Not that I seek the gift, but that I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. Indeed, I have all and abound. I am full, having received from Epaphroditus and the things sent from you a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Now to our God, the Father, be glory forever and ever. Amen. Greet every saint in Christ Jesus. The brethren who are with me greet you. All the saints greet you, but especially those who are of Caesar's household. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Here ends the second lesson. Together the Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord.
Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David. As he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us. Give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty. Let me try that again. I believe in God, the Father Almighty maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord, we beseech thee, absolve thy people from their offenses, that through their bountiful goodness we may all be delivered from the bands of those sins which by our frailty we have committed. Grant this, O Heavenly Father, for the sake of Jesus Christ, our blessed Lord and Savior. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal light, whose service is perfect freedom, Defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. 
Good morning. In preparing today's meditation, I had a choice of what to talk about. I could write about 29 verses of the Levitical Code of Behavior, or St. Paul's farewell to perhaps his favorite church of the many he established among the Gentiles. I'm not bishop, so I didn't really see a way to link the two. So I researched and thought about it for about an hour, and then decided to stick with St. Paul. We are hearing the end of Paul's letter to the Philippians, which we started on Monday. The letter makes clear Paul is in prison, in chains as we heard Monday and Tuesday. But scholars don't agree as to which imprisonment, both in terms of location and date. It's one of four epistles Paul wrote in prison. The other three are Colossians, which we heard the week before for Trinity 23, Philemon, a short letter which we heard on the Thursday of Trinity 22, and Ephesians, which we heard during Epiphany in the second and third weeks of January. After spending our November mornings with Paul, next week we round out the liturgical year by hearing the second of Peter's two epistles. Acts tells, 16 tells of how Paul, Silas, and Timothy visited Philippi and established the church there. It is one of the many missions or Christian communities of former Gentiles that Paul established in the Roman cities outside Judea. Philippi is located in, Mas is located in Macedonia in the northeastern corner of modern-day Greece near Turkey. This entire letter, and particularly the middle part of today's passage, demonstrates Paul's strong affection for the church. The church provided him both moral and financial support. The former has come with visits by Epaphroditus, praised here and earlier in chapter 2. The latter is their consistent financial support, the only one to support him after he's left. Finding such financial support is an ongoing tension for St. Paul. Paul, who at times is what we would call bivocational, obviously can't earn a living while in prison. At the same time, he needs to distinguish himself from the fraudulent teachers, if not cult leaders of his day, that were just out for the money. So he wants to show his deep and sincere gratitude for all that they've done, without implying that he's in it for the money. In verses 15 through 17 he says, Now you Philippians know that also at the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving, but you only. For even Thessalonica, you sent aid once and again for my necessities. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. Thus, he assures them that their faithful support has been and will be remembered by God, not because of some theory of works righteousness, because it, but as evidence of their, of their faithfulness in the gospel over time. Many of you have heard enough Paul's letters to recognize his format with a well-defined greeting, the body of his advice, and then the farewell. This letter threw us yesterday for a loop because both today in verse 8 and yesterday in verses, verse, chapter 3, verse 1, we heard the word finally, the Greek word uh, lopon, the only letter to use this twice to suggest a conclusion. Here we know it's actually the conclusion, in part because that's where Paul includes his personalized comments and letters intended to be read to an entire congregation or circulated to multiple congregations. Today he mentions four of the Philippians who helped him start this church. Two men, Epaphroditus and Clement, and two women, Iodia and Syntyche. The, these were important enough to mention by name in the letter, as was some undisputed, specified dispute between the women. He implores the women to get past that dispute and ask the men to help them to do so. As elsewhere in 
Paul's letters, unity of the church, both as a collective body and in specific communities, was never far from his mind. This is thus consistent with his advice elsewhere. He both calls on the women to work directly work out their differences, and others in the church to work to maintain unity and turn their focus back to the faithful work of the church. Finally, throughout this concluding chapter, Paul offers a vision of the behaviors and rewards of this faith. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayers and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on those things. The things which you have learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. As he later concludes, and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now to our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. So rather than the long-lost personality dispute, we read St. Paul's letters for this sort of enduring advice and his vivid picture of the life in Christ, both for the church and for individual Christians. We now reserve, resume our service on page 18 of the Book of Common Prayer. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldst be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are anyways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we thine unworthy servants do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, Give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, 
and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. O gracious Father, we humbly beseech thee for thy holy Catholic Church, that thou wouldst be pleased to fill it with all truth in all peace. Where it is corrupt, purify it. Where it is in error, direct it. Where is it anything it is amiss, reform it. Where it is right, establish it. Where it is in want, provide for it. Where it is divided, reunite it. For the sake of him who died and rose again, and ever liveth to make intercession for us, Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you to Carl for doing double duty this morning. Hope you have a great rest of your holiday weekend. Thank, Thank you, you Joel. Joel, everybody. Thank you Thank so you. much. Have a great day, everybody.